Welcome to the Kingdom Life Podcast, where we talk about life with God in His Kingdom. I'm Connie Willems, and this week we talk with Colt Westbrook about prayer. You may know Colt from seeing him lead worship on Sunday mornings or maybe lead our youth during the week. But today we're going to talk about Colt's business world and see what life with God looks like for him there. And in the middle of that, we're going to get into the relationship among prayer, kingdom productivity, and business productivity. Welcome, and I get to talk today with Colt Westbrook. Colt, good to see you. Hi. It's good to see you. It's going to be fun to get to talk to you about prayer, and we're going to go places that I think maybe new that I certainly haven't gone before. Okay, great. So, all right. We are going to start with a lightning round. Lightning me. So I'm just going to give Colt some prompts, and you say the words or the sentence that comes to mind, and we'll see where this takes us. Okay. Best place to pray? Sharon's Gardens in uh, over by Lawton, Oklahoma. Oh, man, I want to ask questions already, but I'm not going to. Okay. Favorite thing to pray about? Um. I love to pray through the Lord's Prayer. I think, I don't know if it's about anything, but I love to pray through extended Lord's Prayer okay. from Matthew. Yeah. Three words about prayer. Oh, effortless, excruciatingly difficult, <laughs> and fulfillingly empty and wonderful sometimes. Oh, man, there's a whole conversation sure, right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's best not to pray when you're talking to your wife. <laughs> Does your wife it's think It's distracting. That? I don't know. I, I, I just feel like, yeah, yeah it's, I it's feel like, um, yeah, I, I'll say that when you're talking okay. to somebody else. Okay. But, but it is the same thing. I do that sometimes. So, yeah. Well, yeah. We can come back to that one. Okay, great. All right. And finally, ooh, this is a good one. Prayer in the workplace. Necessary. Okay. We will definitely <laughs> come back to that. And then God enjoys prayer because? He loves us. Okay, so I'm just going to camp there. Why? How does that connect to enjoying prayer? Oh, I think he enjoys prayer. It's, it's, like, uh, it's like you buying Christmas stuff for your kids mm. or like a shirt or something. And when they wear it, it's like, oh, yes, you're wearing the shirt I bought you. <laughs> it's so good. And it just, it, it's fulfilling. And I imagine that that using the line that that Jesus opened for us is, is fulfilling and, and pleasing to the Father. So when you pray the Lord's Prayer then, do you feel like that's what's happening? I feel like that, I, f- I do feel... I do feel like that is happening. It's like a gift. It's a very short, all-encompassing gift, uh, a prayer that allows you to look to the north, to the south, the east, and the west of spirituality, and and you can amplify out in the Spirit through any of those guides that Jesus laid out for us on how to pray um, and what to pray. You know, it starts out with praise, and then it Mm. it moves into, you know, understanding about where we are, and thanksgiving, and then supplication, and and then ultimately bringing in the 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 ethics and the the ruling and the law of the kingdom of God into you know 
our physical reality, which is not the physical, which is not the ultimate reality. It's a veneer of of what's true. And so it's, yeah. The piece of it that we see. Okay, so you said you can look north, south, east, west. You can expand it. Give me an example of like how you would expand one of those places. Um, No, it's just really simple. Uh, Like our Father who art in heaven, like hallowed be thy name, which hallowed is not in my vocabulary at home. Not something you'd be saying around. Or at work. And so (laughs) hallowed be your name. God, we praise your name. We praise your name. God, I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. I praise you. You're worthy. You're worthy. Oh, just you're worthy. And and you could do that for a couple minutes, um, and it gets more powerful each time, you know? And it's what the creatures in the throne room are doing, and they haven't gotten bored <laughs> for thousands of years. You know, they've been locked in the most beautiful room in the world with them, and they're still, they're still on holy, 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 you know? Yeah. They're still riffing on that. Haven't so, moved away from it. Haven't moved away from it. So, I mean, that affords us the opportunity to at least explore that. I'm like, what is that? What is it about that? There's so, got to be something there. Yeah, amplifying that out. What about amplifying a phrase like, um, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. And then I'm very cognizant of of the doors that are that are open to me where temptation rises, repeated Mm. temptation, or um, I can look at my day and think, oh, that one's going to be difficult. There's a temptation sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or I can sense rage coming up Mm. with that meeting coming up. I sense (laughs) rage. Lead me not into temptation, Lord, that I may not commit murder today. You know, those kind of things. For sure. Bringing it into reality, like into like taking the tool that Jesus gave us, and then how does it? What does it look like in my week or my day? Um, be yeah, honesty, vulnerable mm. with the Lord. I, I am being tempted. Lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from evil. Make the door away from sin so obvious, and be gracious to me, and make it so easy. For me to yeah. for me to leave and, and choose and choose the righteousness, choose the righteous path that you've put out before me. How did you end up taking a prayer like the Lord's Prayer into that place of vulnerability and honesty? Because most of us don't learn it that way. We learn it just to say it. Um, I you know I wish I had a good answer to that question. <laughs> I think I I don't. I'm bad. I'm just bad at at hey, sit down and just pray for 20 minutes. It's like, I don't, I need, I need like a guide. I need something to, to riff on. And so we've had, you know, in parts of the church, we've had the Acts method of adoration, confession, Thanksgiving supplication. And that was like my high school method of, of going through prayers and, and things like that. And then I had a journal in high school of, Everybody that was lost in that I had a heart for, and I would just pray through each person every single day, and then yeah, and just in I'm just in a season mm. where, um, you know, we were working with the youth all last year, and we went went through the whole year. We just went through the Sermon on the Mount, and then I think just through that, just through studying for teaching, um, I just got real fixated on the Lord's Prayer. Moving through that, yeah. 
Yeah. Seeing what happens. It has, um, I have used the Lord's Prayer specifically about something in the workplace. Yeah. And I remember the first time I did it, we were trying to figure out if we were going to buy a certain product and spend X amount of money. And I've been like, seriously, how do I pray the Lord's Prayer about this? Mm -hmm. Like, does it even match up? And it wasn't until I got down to um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And I started thinking how we could sin against each other Mm. in the debate over how to spend the money. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, this matters. Really it, goes there. It really does. Hmm. It 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 finds its way where it needs to. <laughs> I think if you just open that door, uh-huh. the Holy Spirit will come and find the way. Absolutely. So you said when I said best place to pray, you brought up Sharon Springs. What is that? Uh, yeah, Sharon's. Uh, it's called Sharon's Gardens, and it's mm. it's uh, it's in the Wichita. Wildlife Refuge, which is like an hour and 20 minutes south of here. And for me, it's a, a place I don't go to often enough, but it is, it takes about, uh, it's about a mile to get to it. And so you're traversing through about a mile of foliage. Um, there's a, there is a trail, but it is not like, it's not like a well-kept trail because it's a state park. Oh, it's a National <laughs> Wildlife Refuge, I guess. But anyway... You know, they're not using our tax dollars to well, at least the mow the the sides of the trail. So um, it's not fun to get to. But then it kind of opens up into this sweet um, valley with these, you know, I mean, we're in Oklahoma, so that I wouldn't call them like mountains, but they look mountain-y. Mountain-esque. Um, and like the prominence is maybe 800 feet, 1,000 yeah. feet. Uh, and, and there's about like five or six little peaks in there, um, with a beautiful trail and it's a great spot to, to go and, and yell at the Lord and have him speak softly back and, and focus. Your phone doesn't work there. And, uh, and it's hot a lot of the time. And I mean, last time I was there, I just, and it was really frustrating. I like lost the trail cause I didn't know <laughs> it was like, this trail's not well kept and, yeah, last time I was there, I was just, I was angry. I was angry at the Lord for specifically the trail not being out there. And I just remember saying, like, this is not fun out loud to God. Like, I am not having fun. Like, why am I out here? And, um, which I think was like uh, like the the bow, the wrapping of, mm. of what was really happening underneath. And then he provided a, a really exciting course for me to leave the trail and climb up this other side of the mountain and find this other link up with this other trail that was a lot more fun and he like made a way he made a way when there was no way yeah and it's like and i just love being out in creation like that because it's such a like running biking uh hiking is such an allegory mentally for me for like what's actually happening in the spiritual and so i feel very connected with what God's doing in the spiritual world when I'm doing those things. It really strikes me that what you just talked about that time when you were headed out there, um, you were headed to a place, I'm assuming, to meet with God about something in that valley. Uh huh. And the trail to get there wasn't well kept. Yeah. And you kept losing it. Yeah. And it wasn't fun. Like, that's an allegory in itself. Yeah. About getting 
when we try to head to these places with God, we often do get stuck or lost, and it's not fun. Mm-hmm. I think we sometimes have the idea that there are people who naturally pray, and for them it's easy and smooth, and if it's not like that for us, we're just not those people and we shouldn't try. Right. Has that happened for you ever? Oh, yeah. I've always been frustrated how I don't have, uh, you know, one of my mentors, you know, Mike Milner, you know, hmm. just it comes off as he has this, just this effortless prayer language and, and ability to see in the spiritual. And like when you first meet him, you know, it's like you're jealous. And it's like, why didn't I get a dose of that? But then, I mean, more, uh, the more you dig into, you know, someone like that, someone's life like that, the more you see the years of, of you know, broken dreams. And when you've had the idealism beat out of you with a two by four from the world <laughs> for months and years and, and, and you still choose prayer over that, that, that really shapes your ability to, to consistently connect. I don't want to say productively, but I'll say productively for lack of a better term, uh, on a more consistent basis. So I think that's actually a good word. <clears throat> like, okay, good. To you, what would productive prayer be? Uh, we should start writing the book now. <laughs> <laughs> Productive Prayer by Colt Westbrook. Uh, by you. Uh, um, Productive Prayer. I don't think there is, I don't think there, like of one instance in it, like a daily sitting. I mean, I have had Productive Prayer before. Mm. But I think Productive Prayer is just, you know, seasonally consistent prayer when when your call to prayer and your your push through to pray isn't conditional on circumstance it's conditional on on discipline and and believing that that that's that's the way and that's the righteous act that he's laid out before you to do that day yeah does that make sense oh yeah okay because what's embedded in that is a trust that it actually does produce something yeah even if in the moment you're not seeing the thing that over time there will be something mm-hmm. hmm. consistently petitioning something that's invisible <laughs> can make you go crazy. It really can. So therefore the words excruciatingly mm-hmm. difficult and wonderful and all yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. Why were they such superlatives for you? Um, Cause I have had just wonderful fulfilling times in prayer and, uh, and in worship where I leave the prayer room or wherever I am, and I feel like I have the armor of God <laughs> and I can do anything. And I have left prayer before feeling more angry than when I went in um, and like more frustrated and more angry. And I don't know if that says something about the Lord, but it does say something about, you know, it says more about me mm-hmm. than it says about him. And and so I've I mean I've had both. And it's almost like I mean it's I mean it's a relationship. <laughs> you know, and it is a relationship. Um and it has really great days and it has like wonderful vacations and times like times together where it feels like time off and just nurturing and fulfilling. And then it has times where it's like we're in counseling right now. And know? I don't like you very much. Like, yeah, we're just I 
I believe you are the way, but like, <laughs> I mean, if I had to say, I'd make it a different way because I think I can see better. So um, that's what, I mean, yeah, it's both. It's excruciatingly difficult sometimes. And it's also the, it's the most fulfilling thing that you can invest in, you know? It's such a yeah. powerful force that you really only understand for people who are for people who are actually investing in its power, you know? And it seems insanity to the rest of the world. And I'm okay with that. You can look at it from the outside and there can be a wistfulness about what somebody else is experiencing. Remember somebody at one point who had a really robust experience with God who said, people talk to me all the time and they want what I have but they don't want to do what I did sure. to get here. Yeah, that goes back to what I was talking about with, with Mike. And, and I am not talking as someone who's done all the things <laughs> to cultivate this awesome prayer life, but I do believe, I do believe that I feel like I am in a physical reality, and I think that there's this we don't invest in the invisible because we think that one day we're going to be in the kingdom of God. And to us thinking about that right now, it feels like, oh, it's going to feel like a dream. But the reality is, is it's going to culminate altogether and feel like the most real thing mm. we've ever felt in our whole lives. It's not going to be like, Oh, I'm just in this whimsical... I mean, you're going to be caught up in, in the majesty and the holiness of it all. But it's going to feel like the most real reality you have ever known in your whole life. Times 10, we don't have vocabulary for it. And you have to remember those things when you're praying, that you're petitioning and, and creating a conversation line with something that you will see one day and understand as like the ultimate true force reality, the author of the universe who knows your name. Yeah. And it's like that will like not emotionally get you through the difficult things of life, but understanding that and choosing to believe that calls you to come in and communicate with God to do those things and keep you coming in to cultivate a relationship to keep coming back and to come back to that prayer room, to talk to him, to be with him, and to understand more and more that he is the true reality. And he isn't a loving God. He is love. You know, the mm -hmm. Bible says like God is love. It doesn't say he has a lot of love. It doesn't say he has the most love. It says God is love. Like he is the author of love. He, his existence is love. And you know, and when we're praying for the world, when we're praying for the lost, when we're praying for our church, when we're praying for ourselves, like we're we're opening that door to 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 where the ultimate source of love comes from. You have this belief that when you participate in prayer, you're opening up this line with God. And you've talked a few times about the God who knows your name, mm -hmm. relationship, conversation. So how do you experience that relational conversation coming back to you from God? What's that like for you? You know, for me, uh, it's a grace that comes back a lot of the time. I think it's different in every circumstance. I think like, like corporate worship, prayer in corporate worship has, for me personally, and I'm not talking for everybody, but for me, corporate worship has 
has there I feel like there is a, a grace and a mercy coming back as as we call on the name of the Lord through song with mm-hmm. our brothers and sisters. Um and ultimately like you you feel as you minister to the Lord, you feel his pleasure about that and that that pleasure from your dad uh ultimately like it builds you up. Mm. It builds you up in, in wonderful ways. And then in li- in living in daily li- daily life, like as you're going, as you're talking to people, as you're talking to people and having conversations with people and hitting speed bumps and hitting walls, um, or you feel yourself about to like tap into your your sinful toolbox of how to manipulate and get your way, you know, which is what I do all the time. Oh, I don't have that toolbox. Oh man, <laughs> yeah, it's right here. I've got it. Oh, it's like you know, like uh. Like, I mean, just example, like last night, like I was at a, like I have a job where I have to go to, I get to, I have a job where I get to, yeah. uh, go to concerts a lot and meet with these bands. And, um, and so like just last night I, um, I was standing in the back and just lots of people that I recognize, you know, coming and, and saying hi to me. Um, and they know that I'm there to meet with a band and all that kind of stuff. And you, you start to notice like, oh, I'm getting, I'm getting recognized. Mm. I, this feels, this feels pretty good. I yeah. like getting recognized. And it's the lifestyle of, of, uh, of coming over somebody rather than coming underneath somebody and using um, who God has made you to end up eventually blessing somebody. And so just as last night, I like, you know, catch that in my brain of like, oh, I'm feeling pleasure of, of being recognized and being, you know, over somebody. And then just last night, it's like, Holy Spirit, Holy yeah. Spirit, come, Holy Spirit, come. How can I, how can I come under these people and, and bless them and say hi and ask them? Yeah. And then like God takes, and there's grace and God gives you grace and he shifts your perspective and he allows you to see upside down how he sees. And then I got to go uh, like talk to the band afterwards. And then, you know, one of the guys opens up about his wife, uh, Having some, I mean, some very rare disease. Yeah. That's like, you know, only 20,000 cases documented. It's a nerve thing. Just something that, you know, a, you know, a 27 year old couple doesn't have a huge grid for. Um, and being in that headspace, you know, I'm immediately like, hey, I know we're like on a loading dock with a crew going in and out and it's noisy. I was like, but can I pray for you real quick? And, and it just opens the door to, to say, hey, like, let's just pray for healing for your wife right now. And, and so did he receive that? Oh yeah. And mm. so we did that and it's like Holy Spirit come and then the Holy Spirit provides phrases and yeah. words that he wants you to pray, you know. It's, you know, we can easily tap into our own like, you know, God just like bring <laughs> uh just like heal his wife and stuff and like have your way gone and like your will be done. And and it's like <laughs> you know, and then you say stuff like, "Hey, I just want you to know it's going to be okay, man." It's like that's not helpful because that's for me. Yeah. But, you know, the the Lord opens vocabulary and phrases in the prayers where it's like, I want you to pray for an explosion of hope in his wife's brain. It's like, all right, God, we just pray for an explosion of hope in this lady's brain right now. And then just, you know, moving yeah. from there. Anyway, that's the, it, it all jump ropes together. It all ties yeah. together of like, how does it work in everyday interactions? So it's like you noticing, you're, you're, hey, I'm just sitting here sinning. 
I'm <laughs> just sinning. <laughs> God flipped my perspective, okay? And then he opens you and puts you in a new reality, and then your spiritual eyes are open, and then you're able to do ministry at 11.30 at night yeah. when you'd rather be in bed, you know? So, yeah, it's it's great. It's almost like you're describing this this blend of your thoughts, the Holy Spirit's thoughts, actual prayers maybe that you articulate versus mm-hmm. just doing life with the Holy Spirit, and it's all flowing in and out of each other. Yeah. That's a better way to say <laughs> I it. I was articulating. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah. I'll take that answer. So when, we, when I asked about prayer and work, your word was necessary. Yeah. So describe a little bit about what you do and what's the necessary part. Because people know you in the church world from maybe leading worship or leading sure. the youth, but that's not your everyday Monday through Friday world. Right. So I, I uh, manage uh, like a music electronics manufacturing company. Um, there's about 30 employees. And and so my job specifically, uh, and it wasn't always like this, but just through the years, it's been more um, leading and investing in, in people. And, and I think that that sounds super, what does it sound like? It sounds like, you know, like business leaders that talk (laughs) about like culture and being the chief culture officer and blah, 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 all that garbage. Um, but it's true also at the same time, you know, I think I was super against all that stuff when I started out doing this job, you know, I was like, how about a tutorial on like how to, you know, get good pricing from vendors and like, you know, get vendors as good as you want to (laughs) be, you know, or how about how to, you know, collect aging accounts receivable past 30 days, you know, in an appropriate way that doesn't ruin the relationship where they want to buy from you again. You know, how about a class on that? But the more that we've ironed those things out, the things I've said it, you know, and then you give them to other people, it, it affords you to, to manage um, relationships. And ultimately people are spending more time, at your business than they are with their loved ones, you know, mm. which is, which is the cards we've been dealt on this side of heaven. And how do we make the most of it? So how do I make this um, a special place where people want to be? And so part of that uh, means that I'm a, I'm a, I'm probably a more prickly, unapproachable person naturally. Um, and I know that. And and I know that if I was sitting across the table from myself, I would not want to be sitting across the table from myself most of the time. It's like, I don't want to spend time with him. He's kind of rude. He's a little bit cold. Um, and uh, he seems difficult. And he seems like he just, all he wants to do is outwit me. Um, and I hate that because I like to do that. And that's my flesh and that's my sin because I feel like that gives me a false sense of power. And so flipping that over, it's like, okay, how can I bless people? today? How can I make somebody feel like they're at home? When in reality, they're in a warehouse at a workbench, putting things together, but how can I make them feel like they are at home? And I, that is a lot. And I don't have the capacity to do that for everybody. Um, I don't have the capacity to encourage everybody in a positive way through the problems and issues that they're having with supply chain or they're having with contractors that we're using. Um, or to, uh, if I see like a glaring problem that they're having and, and I easily understand the solution, but they're not quite getting it. Like I don't have the capacity for grace to just say it and then 
say like, how did you not see that? You're ridiculous. But God <laughs> has the grace for me um, to provide knowledge and wisdom in a voice that is compassionate and merciful um, to to not manage and lead people to create a society or a, a organization that's motivated by fear, which is everything I just said before. Yeah, fear and power, but build up uh, an entity that's motivated by by grace and compassion that has an agreement to produce excellence altogether. Um, and God provides that, and I ask Him for that lots of times. And I think it's interesting how Daniel was one of the most busy people mm. in the Bible, but he still found time to go into the closet and pray and um, three times a day. And there's something about your productivity when you do invest time in the morning to pray. And I see these like hotshot CEOs mm. and managers firing off emails at 530, 520, you know, all that kind of stuff. And and I think there's more power in in starting your day not with communication and not with work and in prayer and taking a prayer walk at 1030 and taking a prayer walk at 230 and taking time during your lunch to to reassess and to look to heaven and to call on the provider of grace, to call on the provider of love, to call on the maker of identity, to invite him into those moments. Um, then there's kingdom productivity happening, and that's better than worldly productivity. And kingdom productivity tugs earthly productivity along with it a lot of the time. And mm. so... It's an interesting business model. That's Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how that should work. <laughs> it sounds like you try to take those prayer walks at 10.30 and 2.30. I do. Sometimes I'm forced to, uh, and sometimes it's voluntary. What um, does it look like when you're forced to? Uh, it looks like a, it looks like a, a fire happening <laughs> in my chest uh, of, uh, of, of weight in the chest that's vibrating. Um, and it calls and beckons <laughs> me outside to pray and to walk and to chill out. And sometimes it's voluntary, you mm. know, sometimes it's like, you know, I'm just going to take a walk. I'm going to go connect with the Lord. And, and when I say yes to it, there, I mean, 10 times out of 10, there is, is kingdom and, and business productivity that attaches itself to those times. And um, 10 times out of 10, when I tell God no, um, there's frustration hmm. that follows, you know. So I don't want to like voice it as a way of like, this is my rhythm. People should yeah. do it. I'm saying this is the rhythm I've identified, and this is the rhythm I try my best to say yes to. Yeah, <laughs> and sometimes it ain't happening. No. So when you're out there, I'm assuming like when the fire is coming up, and you're like, I've got to go outside and pray, or I'm going to lose it. It's obvious what you're praying about. But on the times when you're just saying yes, are you praying through actual work issues? No. I mean, sometimes, yeah, but I think, um, and I do this when I, I when I when I lead worship a lot, and that's just something in my toolbox, uh, my my kingdom toolbox. <laughs> I have my worldly toolbox over here with lots of fear based and power based, yeah. and you know all things that are you know not of Jesus. And then I have my kingdom toolbox. But one of the things in the kingdom toolbox is 
um, a call to praise mm. and a call to to fixate on what's right and what's holy and what's good. And and I've I listen. I've gone through so many years of God fix this thing. God fix this thing right here. Just this thing. Just keep, keep fixing it. Like just keep fixing on it. Like can you fix it? And how come you haven't fixed it yet? Right. And I noticed that like when I like I'm holding the thing in my hands and staring at it and yelling at God to fix this thing, it doesn't most of the time doesn't go anywhere. Um, but when I can open my eyes and look to heaven and just say, and this is gonna sound like a bunch of pot smoke, crazy mm-hmm. crack stuff to some people, but when you open your eyes and just say, God, I just praise you. Like, I praise you. Like, you're holy. You are wonderful. Your ways are right. Your ways are true. You laid out paths of righteousness for me to walk in before the foundations of the earth was laid. were laid. I have no good thing on my own. I have literally, I can literally attach nothing to my name. I'm looking on the horizon on the things I have done, <laughs> and it's your name on all of them. I like have nothing. I praise you. You're worthy. You're good. You're wonderful. And there's something that happens when you attach yourself and you you calibrate yourself to what's holy and what's worthy of praise. Uh, the problems usually don't become problems anymore, or they work themselves out, or God gives you a window and a time to step into that problem and whip it into shape. Yeah. So. Is that what you meant by actual business productivity following kingdom productivity? Totally. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think that, yeah, I think the Lord's way of doing business is, is, uh, is easier and lighter. Um, I mean, I spent a lot of years just with my foot on the gas pedal and then with gas, like just running out and then pushing the car and then, towing the car. And then um, the Lord's way of doing business is slow and uh, and is quiet. And the Lord's way of doing business is kind. Mm -hmm. Um, And the Lord's way of doing business is righteous. Um, And that's not to say there's not any room for uh, business acumen or shrewdness or a standard of excellence, because we ultimately work for the most, I'm going to make up a word, the most (laughs) acumentative institution, the most shrewd and the highest law that there is, which is the kingdom of God. And so there are those things in the kingdom of God, and there should be those things in your business, but they uh, are managed with with kindness and with compassion and with grace, which there aren't a lot of books on that. Um, and it's not what I learned in college, yeah. um, but it's what I learned through, you know, being shot with arrows and having the world, you know, beat me over the head with a two by four, clubbing me over the head. And, you know, and I'm here today. Coming out to a different place. <laughs> Still being clubbed over the head sometimes. That's lots of times. great. Yeah. Well, we've been talking today with Colt Westbrook and I am so glad that we had this conversation. There's a lot yeah. in it. Thanks so much, Colt. Absolutely. Appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. So I'm going to ask, would you close us by praying for somebody in business who is thinking, 
I don't even know what it would look like to operate that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'd like to go there. Yeah, God, we just pray right now that you just, we just stop, we put our phones down and we close our eyes unless we're driving. And God, we just say, God, turn the way we see upside down. Turn the way that we see upside down. Where things are fast, make them slow. Where things are hard, make them soft. Where things are careless, make them careful. Where doors are closed, when we've closed doors in our heart, to repel the truth, open those doors, give us grace to open those doors, to hear truth, and to bring you in. God, we just invite you into our businesses. We invite you into our homes. We invite you into our churches. And we just say yes to to CEO Jesus. We say yes to you and your leadership. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, Colt. Thanks, Connie. Real good. That's all for today's episode of Kingdom Life. Thanks for listening. I'm Connie Willems, and thanks to Colt Westbrook for joining me today. If you'd like to learn more about All Saints Community Church, visit us at allsaintsokc.org or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at ASCCOKC. OKC.